Hello, and welcome to the Deceleration Podcast. My name is Marisol Cortez, and I'm the co-editor of Deceleration. We're an online journal writing at the intersection of environment and justice within the watersheds of the San Antonio River and South Texas more broadly. Today, we're excited to talk with Mary Elizabeth Cantu, founder and director of the Spare Parts Center for Creative Reuse. This July, Spare Parts is celebrating their 10th anniversary, and they reached out to Deceleration to invite us to profile their decade of work using the ethics of reuse and sustainability to assist underfunded educators in promoting creative work and critical thinking. We gladly accepted the invitation, intrigued by their cultivation of alternate relationships to waste and the way these new relationships open up space for thinking about the ecological and the human labor devalued within capitalist economies. As such, Spare Parts occupies this unique terrain in the landscape of San Antonio's arts and activist spaces. Part arts and craft thrift store, part public education advocate, part circular economy thought incubator, and part anti-plastics initiative. So they're doing something at once deeply material, but also deeply theoretical. And I think we don't talk nearly enough about um, the ideas, the philosophy uh, that animates kind of our more day-to-day activist work in the community. So as my two-year-old would say, let's do it. Here is Mary Elizabeth Cantu, founder and director of the Spare Parts Center for Creative Reuse. I was a teacher with no materials for my art class. And um, an art workshop was coming up, and I didn't have any materials. So a friend suggested that I go visit the plastic supply folks, um, and they had enough materials that they didn't want to throw away um, and couldn't sell. They filled up my car full of these materials of vinyl and plastic and all different colors, and they said to come back with a U-Haul. And at that point, I realized that this effort is bigger than me. And what we did was that summer got some interns um, and and announced that we were going to start creating, uh, accepting pre-loved materials, uh, creative and art materials, for teachers, so we filled up like four, four spaces, four rooms full of pre-loved materials. We sorted them, um, and teachers at the end of the summer were able to. We registered a hundred teachers from all over the city, and we um, let them carry out as much as they could that day. Um, so, uh, spare parts was founded as a. Uh, an event annually during the summer to bring materials to educators. Um, Then people ask, well, what do we do with some of these materials? I know what to do with color pencils, but what about these plastic doohickeys? What can I do with them? So that's how our programs um, were born. Um, Across the city, we um, started educating people and teaching people how to reuse all kinds of materials Um, how to give inspiration to um, things that might not be as um, exciting, um, but but with the right um, teaching um, can be very exciting and, um, I wouldn't say life-changing, but 
um, behavior changing. What we want to do is change the behavior in the way people see things. And um, with spare parts, we want them to use them creatively. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Um, your mission emphasizes that sustainability aspect, right, through creative reuse. So I'm going to ask you about both parts of that mission, sustainability piece, but then the creative reuse piece. Um, Sustainability, I know, has this sort of huge, sprawling meaning, like it means a lot of different things to, depending on who you're asking. What does it mean to you? Sustainability for me is about creating cyclical, um, cyclical, Cyclical means for um, interacting with with what we 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 work with or use or um, happen upon um, in our community. So, for something to be sustainable, it can't be immediately thrown away or it can't have an additional purpose. Um, it has to be um, healthy for our um, environment. Um, it has to be um, able to be repurposed in some way. Um, you have to be able to... It, it goes even into foods, you know, um, what's in season, um, you, eating what's in season, um, being aware of current issues in, in the news that have to do with the environment. Um, it's, a, it's a lifestyle, um, but also, um, but, and, the, and the good thing about spare parts is that we use sustainability, th- sustainability through not only our um, efforts, but through our day-to-day operations. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of hearing you talk about like, it's sustainability means moving away from ec- an economy that's sort of linear. Yes. You know, things are extracted from the earth and then they're used and then they, they're disposed of to an economy that's circular or cyclical instead. Yes. Um, where we continue to well, close the loop, right? The idea of closing the loop um, and transforming the economy itself away from disposability. So that the culture itself or uh, society or the economy can, um, I guess that's where the idea of sustainability comes in is we can keep going. We're not going to like burn out. We're not going to throw ourselves away, right? Um, Because of the way that we're doing things. Exactly. There is a cradle to grave, old model of design Mm -hmm. um, and um, that is antiquated and um, not sustainable. Um, You can't have that anymore in our um, current state. So um, like you mentioned, having things that are able to stay in our system is is the way to go. Um, Not buying new things, um, repairing what you have, mending your clothes, um, going to clothes swaps, using your library for books instead of buying new books. You know, there's so many ways that you can infuse sustainability in your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. 
So then I want to ask you um, about the reuse part, uh, which a little bit you've touched on already. Um, and specifically what I'm interested in, I think a lot of times sustainability or recycling or reuse ideas or practices, we associate them with like the scientific or the technical or maybe political or governmental knowledge, right? Um, but what does it mean to promote those things through the arts instead, right? Is there something that creative reuse can do that other styles or more technical modes of reuse can't or maybe don't? I think, and, and this has been proven, reuse um, increases your uh, way of divergent thinking. Divergent thinking is when you have multiple answers for a problem or a question um, versus our standardized tests where there's only one right answer. So reuse um, strengthens your divergent thinking. And um, artists, I feel like, are not only creative within their you know, their work, but they also can provide problem solving in other um, industries and um, committees or facets of our neighborhoods and communities and government and things like that. So I, I don't write off artists as just being creative people in their, in their world, but way, but, but smart thinkers for what we can do moving forward to um, better our, our world. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's an entry point um, for um, problem solving um, and, and beautifying our communities without um, hurting the neighbor, you know, hurting our communities and our environment. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that idea of like, you know, the ability to imagine, um, like that sign said, you know, uh, trash, trash is, is the failure, failure of imagination. Yeah. Um, so much of, I think what we encounter, what I've encountered when I've worked as an organizer, as a community organizer around environmental justice, issues is like that failure and you're you're so you're going head to head with like whether it's the city or whether it's corporate actors but there's just yeah like if the imagination the thinking the critical thinking feels like so limited and so rigidified like there's only this way of doing things mm -hmm. but why exactly right? exactly I use the word why not why can't we do this what's what's keeping us from trying a different way. Um, spare parts is about, you know, breaking down, you know, antiquated ideas of even how, how we run our organization or um, display something, for example, something as small as that. But, but, but we bring together those people who are um, – super um, imaginative, creative, um, they, they inspire me to um, rethink everything around me. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm looking at, you know, some of our materials in our, um, in our store, our reuse center, but I translate that to um, how can I better problem solve in my life? 
Um, mm-hmm. there's, there's, you know, like I mentioned, there's not one answer for, um, a lot of problems or, or questions, but, um, Spare Parts, I think is one of the organizations, you know, artistic organizations in town that inspires people to think outside of, of, um, their, their, their perspectives and, um, come, you know, to come here and be inspired by, um, others, um, and share ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. That's really, yeah, I love that. I just love that idea. Um, your work also has, I mean, you talked about it from the beginning. It has this, it, it was, it's rooted in this sort of educational component, right? And it still has that of, in that you seek to divert these materials that are headed for the landfill and to reuse it instead creatively to support public schools, right? Which we know chronically lack, in particular, arts education opportunities, in addition to lacking all kinds of other stuff, right? Um, can you talk about that aspect of your, of your mission? How do the environmental ethics of reuse and closing the loop also become a solution to these entrenched problems of access to the arts in the public schools? Um, I've found that teachers get very little um, in terms of funding for materials, but also there's a focus, not out, even outside of the art classroom, um, there's an emphasis on teaching to the test. Um, and the test doesn't have manipulatives, doesn't have hands-on um, um, activities. It's not about experiential learning. It's about um, stressful um, moments for everybody, uh, unhealthy learning, and um, we've kind of lost, you know, and, and working with an iPad or a tablet is important. Technology is very important in the classroom for students to learn and, and interact with. But we're missing the tactile, experiential classes, you know, um, education, the outdoors um, experience. Um, and um, Spare Parts hopes to um, fill that gap in, um, in learning, um, getting back to basics in a way. Um, but making it affordable to um, to schools. One mm-hmm. thing that we want to do this summer is become uh, vendors for all of these mm-hmm. school districts, so that we can um, so teachers can come and 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 use and we get invoice. You know, we invoice mm-hmm. school districts instead of teachers mm-hmm. having to pay their own way here. Um, so that's what I'm working on right now, making it an option for school districts to come in mm-hmm. and take materials, um, because um, we just, you know, we want to be able to um, infuse, reuse, to make it a regular part of people's, you know, experiences in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And what has been the response from, like, the school districts, or are you running into barrier, you know, bureaucratic barriers, like, oh, we can't, you know, we can't accept, like, reused materials, or are they like, oh, no, that's amazing, oh, we love it? 
people are ecstatic when they find out about us. Um, and we do have a school district in town that comes to us regularly for um, their needs um, creatively. Mm-hmm. So um, the, the great thing about, I think, the way we founded Spare Parts was that we reached out to the teachers and started educating them about reuse. Um, they worked within their classrooms um, to teach their kids about reuse. But I think... Um, uh, several, you know, a lot of school districts um, will be supportive when we are able to for be a vendor. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, for some people, it's a new experience, but um, every experience that we've had with people that have come through our doors, it's been very positive um, with the way we um, display things, the way we've um, branded ourselves um the way we look on, you know, on social media, um, everything's everything that we've done has been very has been has received a very positive response. And then, lastly, my last question. Um, so, in another life of my own, I uh, I did a lot of research and writing and, and reading uh, about how we imagine and relate to waste and how that shapes what we actually do with it. You know where we dispose of it, in whose communities, and whose backyard. Um, so I was really interested in, like, um, logics of disposal, mm-hmm. what we get rid of, and cultural logics that allow us not to think about what we get rid of, right? Mm-hmm. And not to think about the way the economic, um, like, kind of upstream dynamics of, like, overconsumption and... Um, uh, just all of that stuff, right? I was very interested in that, and I still am. Um, and I, I continue to be really drawn to the idea that there's something about engagement with everyday objects mm-hmm. of consumer cultures, and you know, especially with the everyday objects that are designed to be discarded <laughs> or to become waste. There's something about engagement with those materials that inspires us, like you say, to revision or think critically about the economies that produce them. Um, I'm wondering, it sounds like, I'm guessing it does, but I'm, I'm wondering if that idea also has resonance for what you do or if you want to kind of like... Sure, no. Um, you know, my grandparents um, lived on a farm and sustainability and the objects that were the things that they used daily um, were very um, important to them because there wasn't a, a dumpster or a landfill really to go things to, to dispose of things. So um, it was just a, a culture of sustainability without it being um, popular or, you know, it was just a way of life. But also, mm-hmm. um, we are lucky or unlucky in this world in this country because um people can make their trash disappear once you put it in a gar- in a garbage bag um or in the trash can it just goes away someone picks it up and it disappears like magic mm-hmm. but in some countries it you live in it and that's as a result of our society mm-hmm. um trash gets disposed of um, in other countries, it gets shipped off and um, goes to poorer countries. Um, but um, we, but 
and depending on your economic background, um, you are closer to that disposability um, than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're very, here at Spare Parts, we're very aware of that. And we um, uh, strive to help others understand that relationship of the uh, disposability. And, and you're right, um, things are cheaper to buy new again than to repair. And that's intentional because mm-hmm. of, cap- you know, yeah, capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really unfortunate that we're at a point, mm-hmm. you know, where, where, where things are cheaper to, um, to buy new, um, and, and to replace. Um, when we go into schools, I have a PowerPoint that shows, pictures of e-waste mm-hmm. and challenges those students, those kids to, to think about the, do they really need that new phone, you know, the latest um, earbuds or things like that because um, what you're doing is adding e-waste, you know, um, poisonous, um, mm-hmm. poisonous things to our environment. And then we go into um, art- artists and how they're teaching others about um, the challenges of e-waste, for example, and what they're doing through their art form to educate others about those um, uh, issues. Mm-hmm. Um, we're again, we're very aware of that here, um, and in, even in San Antonio, um, you know, respecting people's cultures of um, being able to repair things and there's in in spanish there's a word called rasquache Mm -hmm. um do you have you heard of Mm -hmm. rasquachiness um rasquachismo which in um i've learned one of the phrases or one of the definitions is this mexican or hispanic ingenuity which is about fixing things in a creative way piecing things together to make it work and honoring that Mm -hmm. um in in different cultures and learning from them mm-hmm. um, to see how they interact with the things around them too. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to say too, just going back to your point of um, like what happens in this country where waste seems to go away versus mm-hmm. other countries where it doesn't or it's more evident. I uh, So like that earlier project I was telling you about, like the working title of the, of the book was The Materiality of Disappearance. Mm. So in other words, we think things go away, mm-hmm. but they really don't. Like you had signs up about how what percentage of children have like nanoparticles of plastic in their blood. Mm-hmm. That's waste remaining with us, right? Mm-hmm. Like, But we don't recognize it. Mm-hmm. Like there's a logic, there's a, cult, a cultural piece that's in our heads about, um, yeah, like we're privileged to have our waste go away, but it doesn't. It doesn't. Or it goes in somebody else's community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other signs about the percentage of the incinerators that are located in communities of color, right? Yes, um, exactly. So so that, like, the like power itself is the ability to think that your waste <laughs> goes mm-hmm. away, but it turns into something else and stays with our bodies, or it goes into somebody else's community um, or animals, animals, you know, digest. Or, yeah, exactly. Or yeah. it ends up in the stomachs of animals, or it ends up in the middle of the ocean somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so, part of the work of, part of the work that I was trying to do, and that I see happening here as well, is like, 
how do you make those logics visible to people? How do you make the invisible or the seemingly invisible um, visible? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like it's very exciting what you're, what you're you doing. You know, and I, and I think I know our, the things that we have here at the center are not necessarily the dirty diapers or the, mm-hmm. you know, um, muddy bottles. But if you look around the center, everything that you see was potential trash. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've lifted it, elevated. We've said, hey, no, it's not. Um, it can be re- it can be reused again, mm-hmm. um, and it's okay. It's okay. Um, so, so we're um, and our programs teach that as well. Too, um, there are a lot of artists that use um, Detrius to uh, make their artwork, and um, our hope is since we're pretty new at the center, although it's our 10 year of being mm-hmm. spare parts, mm-hmm. it, we're new here at the center, is to support those artists and invite them to come and sell their mm-hmm. their their artwork or goods so that we can support those folks that are thinking about um, those issues in their work. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And one last little spin-off question. I'm yeah, sorry, because I was sure. just thinking about something you said. Um, do you find that... Um, even being able to reclaim, you know, the part of the waste stream that's not necessarily, like, the most polluting or the dirtiest or whatever you want to call it does help people think about, like, all the other stuff that they use and throw away that maybe can't be reclaimed. I mean, for example, like, we can reuse plastic, but it's still plastic or it's still, you know, it's still dependent on a petroleum extraction process Mm -hmm. that polluted a community or you know after we turn it into art like it's still going to take however many years yeah 400 600 years are you do you find that like people's consciousness of that the bigger issue is raised just by being able to sort of like focus on we we hope that's long like our the long term uh, choices that people or think you know thoughts that people um internalize um, and I'll run into people that have shopped here or that have done our programs, um, and this is, you know, honest to goodness truth, that's, that said, oh, Miss Mary, now, you know, I, I didn't get that cell phone because, you know, we did that art project and we learned about, and it's amazing that they're able to transfer what they're um, interacting with or experiencing here or through one of our programs or miss, um, now I've decided to carry a water bottle. Um, so we do see mm-hmm. the positive outcomes mm-hmm. of, of, of what we're doing. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's hard to measure, but it is happening mm-hmm. slowly. Yeah. 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 Or I'll never sh- I'm not going to shop here again mm-hmm. because I know I can go to you or I can do this. I've learned how to be make paint with dried up markers because of you. So I don't have to buy watercolors new again. Um, every little bit helps. Mm-hmm. Every little bit helps. Yeah, for sure. And then down the road, eventually you'd want them to be like, Miss, I'm going to go protest like bringing this plastic <laughs> yeah. company to San Antonio. And <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. Big, that's the big goal, right? Exactly. Exactly. Little by little. Little by little. Yeah. It, it makes a difference. Yeah. Um, you know, if we weren't here, you know, imagine how things would be, you know, um, we're making a difference with what we can and we're growing, 
um, and we hope to do even more. Super. Thank you so much, Miriam. Thank you. I appreciate the, taking the time to talk to us about what you do. And, um, yeah, it's really, it's really rich and interesting and, like, unique, I think, in the landscape of, of San Antonio. So thank you. You're welcome. Hey, it's Craig Harmon at Deceleration, deceleration.news, just listening in on this dialogue uh, with Mary Elizabeth Cantu and Marisol Cortez. If this sort of uh, conversation is important to you, I would encourage you to, to come on over to deceleration.news uh, and uh, check out the site uh, if you haven't visited before. If you're interested in spare parts, there is a six-minute guided tour, a virtual tour of the, of the store by Mary Elizabeth. Uh, I encourage you to check that out on the post uh, where this podcast will also be housed. If you haven't yet, I invite you to become a deceleration supporter for $1, $5, $10 a month, whatever it is. Uh, you, you name uh, the, the, the level of support, and you can do that through our website, deceleration.news, or at patreon.com backslash deceleration. And I look forward to future work and community.